Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. Hello everybody and welcome to Oddcast, movies, music and gaming and here with me is Dreadful Danji. <laughs> hello, hello, how are you? Hmm, I'm very well. I'm tasty. How are you? I was okay until you dropped that fat fart. Meaty, beaty, big and bouncy. That was um, my mouth. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was just talking normally. Jeez. Um, that fecal stench is emanating from your mouth. Well done. Keep that stench in your nose and close your eyes. Imagine, imagine a world where in the Avengers... Tony Stark is actually a worm <laughs> where you can ride on what looks like a plane engine and call it a spaceship and where people still say groovy. This is the world of Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim, one of the hottest selling video games of 1994. Winner video game product of the year and star of TV, toys and now Windows 95. Jim is a plasma-blasting superhero, a lean, mean, crawling machine. This worm is bursting with adventures and exploding with attitude through an incredible 20 levels of high-octane gameplay. From New Junk City to Buttville. Every level is this totally unique environment, of course, oozing with lower life forms like Psycho, Professor Monkey for a head, Major Mucus, and, of course, Queen Slug for a butt. It's a galaxy of unearthly delights. Earthworm Jim. He's an international supernova fighting for truth, justice, and the invertebrate way. Available for Windows 95 from Activision. So, groovy. Groovy. That's a really good impression, actually. That's pretty much spot on. It's good. Straight up. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we start, so for people who don't know, Earthworm Jim is a platform side-scroller game where you basically play a worm in a big, strong spacesuit that looks like something from like a 50s sci-fi flick or whatever. Um, and it was released in 1994 um, for both the Mega Drive, which is the one that I think we both played. Yep. And I think it was released on SNES as well, but forget about SNES. Yeah. We're talking about Mega Drive. I have no idea what happened in the SNES one. Um, <laughs> Dan, what's your... I see you've got the box right there in your hands. Pristine Earthworm Jim Mega Drive box. Pow. Here it is. Yeah. Tell, tell us about your history with this lovely... Game. I loved it when this came out. It was a real uh, breath of fresh air. The humour, uh, really off the wall, irreverent. 
the animation, really cartoony, like fantastic kind of like Looney Tunes-esque stuff going on in this. And so, yeah, absolutely loved it. But I've got to say, I got stuck uh, on the down the tubes level. Yeah. There's one specific bit where you have to um, go in this little kind of like underwater pod thing. And you've only got 90 seconds to complete the whole thing. Um, And I could just never do it. And so it was incredibly sad. You get those little top-ups of air, you know that, don't you? Yeah, but on this one, you can only get one. And then you have to do the whole thing in one one, uh, gasp. So anyway, yeah, that's my history with it. And then I remember after that, I mean, this was right at the end of kind of Mega Drive for me. This is probably one of the last games I got. Um, and I know there was a sequel, but I never got that. And then I remember it being on TV. It's a cartoon series, which yeah. I remember watching a few times. I can't really remember anything about it or if I liked it or anything. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was really nice, um, you know, getting the Mega Drive Mini earlier this year. Um, and, yeah, having a go. Because obviously now being able to save your game meant that I was able to have as many kind of like cracks of the whip at that really tough bit. So I managed to get through it and I was like, oh my God, it's like a whole other game <laughs> here to play. Um, and I'm still plugging away. I haven't quite actually completed it. But mm. um, yeah, there's there's some other tough bits as well, actually. So even if I got through that, I think I think I would have been done in eventually. Yeah. Well, I think... What's your uh, yeah, I was gonna memory say, of the game? Yeah, for, for me, I think this was like, this was definitely like the game to have at that point in time mm. when it got released, just because as you said, it just, it was like you're playing a Saturday morning cartoon, but it was also yeah. slightly like, so remember this is kind of a time where you had things like Ren and Stimpy or whatever yeah. things that were still kind of cartoonish, but for some weird reason, which you can put your finger on, there was something like surreal and yes. adult about it. Yeah. Um, the tick. Yeah, exactly. It's all this like weird stuff going on and me and Dan were basically like right at the, you know, centre of that. And this kind of came in. <laughs> Makes it sound like we were, we were writing this stuff. No, yeah, we were, yeah, we were writing it. It's in like we were like the target audience basically. Um, we were reveling in this, in this kind of shit. Yeah. And so when this came around and it was like, it's taking the formula of video games and kind of playing around with it a little bit, not taking itself seriously at all. Yeah, a bit subversive. Yeah, a bit subversive. It's a bit of stupid fun. It just looks fucking great as well. Um, yeah, really good. Yeah, and uh, again, I remember there was, I remember the sequel, Earthworm Jim 2. I remember the sequel, Earthworm Jim 3D, which I'll kind of come on to a little bit uh, later as well. I remember it being a disaster, but I never played it. I did have no. Earthworm Jim 2. Um, and uh, I remember the cartoon series was in the same, I think it found the same tone of voice as the game and people enjoyed it. Um, And I remember thinking that it was, it felt true to, this is me looking back on it obviously, but it felt, I don't remember it rightly, it felt true to like the Earthworm Jim kind of, yeah, ethos and style and all this. And it was again a bit um, stupid, a bit surreal. And I think it made like the character of Jim, obviously it gave him like a voice and an actual like character. And um, if I remember rightly, and I might be completely mistaken, but he was a bit like of a lumbering idiot with a good heart kind of thing, um, which is quite appealing in its own weird way. Um, And a bit like up his own, like a bit full of himself maybe and all this stuff. So a bit of like a, you know, I don't know, like a, shit Han Solo or something or something like that who's not as cool um and yeah I remember getting up to so I didn't play it I watched a playthrough and as I was watching I was remembering it um and again the bit that you're talking about was stupid hard but I remember I never completed it um but I got to the point where you're falling through all these like spikes these spiky walls and that was I think you go back to hell or something like that. But I think it's the final level and I could never get past it. Um, you got to the final level? Yeah. Well, because, when you were a kid? Yeah, because I can't, because I remember that and I don't remember anything else past, I don't remember the actual ending. <laughs> I don't believe it. So I must, 
Oh, I don't. I must have played it enough. Um, but yeah, I specifically remember when it was falling, when you're falling through it and you're trying to like stay away. That must have been just where which ate up any lives I had because. That sounds like the level where you're trying to shoot a robot chicken. No, it's not that. I obviously haven't got that. I'm saying, I'm saying that. I actually don't. (laughs) No, but I'm pretty sure it's um, it's right at the end. Uh, So yeah, do you want to know a little bit, little bit about Earthworm Jim? Should take a bit of break and then come back and let's do that. Let's do that. Shall I, um, shall I see before you do that? Shall yeah. I just read the back of the box? Sure. Eat dirt. Jim, just an ordinary earthworm, caught in a suit he doesn't understand. Faced with the daunting task of keeping the superpowered suit out of the evil clutches of his vicious enemies, you'll have to use every weapon and power at your disposal. Use your whip, plasma blaster, and hamster, um to fight past Chuck and Fifi, Evil the Cat, Major Mucus, and more in nine levels of insane action. Sounds good. It does sound good, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a weird... I don't know how much you know about how the people behind it or anything like that. Nothing. Nothing. Because okay. I did a bit of a... went down a bit of a rabbit hole on this um, and it uncovered some stuff which kind of tainted it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, but it's basically, so there was a company called Playmates Toys um, and they'd had a, uh, a lot of success from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they, start, they start, decided to start their own franchise um, and they wanted to copy basically Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what they okay. wanted. Um, so there was a character that was created by this animator called Doug Tennaple, I think is how you say it. And he'd done some work on the Attack of the Killer Tomato series. Do you remember that, Dan? Uh, I do remember that very well. Yeah, I enjoyed that. He did some other bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, this is like creating Earthworm Jim is what he's best known for. However, lately he's... Um, well, so basically someone put out an article um, saying how Earthworm Jim perhaps wasn't that great and uh, said it was like, it was all right, but it's a bit dated, whatever, which it, which it is because it's like a million years old, whatever. But um, <laughs> So there was a bit of controversy because then uh, this Doug guy... Um, kind of started uh, this this person who'd written this article was trans, and basically started making some kind of transphobic comments that um, you know people associate with like turfs and stuff, um, and gotten some like tricky, gotten some um, let's put like choppy waters with the whole okay. thing, and right. that, so I kind of started looking at this, and I was like, and you know. It was like, Ugh, okay, all right, this isn't very nice. Went a bit deeper, and apparently, like, he's against same-sex mar- marriage. Um, he's, yeah, just, like, transphobic and all this stuff. Um, so he's out and out, like, Christian, right-wing, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Okay. I was like, oh, okay, weird. But fine. Well, it's not fine, but it's in, like, okay, well, I only found that out that after the fact. <laughs> Um, yeah, doesn't but, uh, affect our enjoyment of Earthworm Jim. No, exactly. But um, yeah, so anyway, that was a bit of background um, about the, the guy. That was weird, weird rabbit hole I went down. Um, but, but who yeah. was he then? He was the creator. He was the creator, yeah. Um, and so it's uh, there's, a certain, there's definitely like a certain humour to it, which we've kind of discussed. Um, and apparently it's kind of seen as a response by Shiny Entertainment, who developed the game, to yeah. having to make games based on other people's licenses for so long. Um, ah. So that's why it has like characters like Princess, what's her name or something. So this was them like going like, right, we have had to make these fucking shitty games for everyone yeah. else so long and now we get to do our own thing and that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, so they kind of la- lampoon some of those tropes, tropes and stereotypes. Exactly, which, you know, yeah. um, we were probably, even if subconsciously aware of, probably at that stage. Yeah. Um, Released originally on Mega Drive and SNES um, and impressed a lot of people in terms of the animation and the graphics because remember, it's still a 16-bit game. Um, and then, yeah, from there, there was an Earthworm Jim 2, which was released in 95, 96, depending on where you were in the world. Earthworm Jim 3D, which was released in 1999. Uh, there was an Earthworm Jim Menace to the Galaxy for Game Boy Color in 99. And oh. there has been 
lots of talks about another one, but nothing yet. And then they released this game in HD um, in 2010. And that was on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Um, but they'd, it's basically the same, but they'd obviously made the graphics a bit smoother. And there was also like a cool. co-op exclusive levels. They added oh, a bit cool. more content to it, which is a bit different. Um, and then I think it's gone now. I, don't, I think in 2018, it looks like it was removed. Oh. So I don't know if you can still get it. Um, and then, yeah, apparently there was going to be a new Earthworm Jim, but no. Um, he's also been in other stuff. He was a fighter on Interplay's uh, N64 title, Clay Fighter. Um, no. Uh, yeah, Clay Fighter 63 and a third, I think that version was called, which is in 97. Okay. Um, huh. And uh, yeah. So that was a bit weird. Um, there was, uh, as we said, there was a TV show as well, which um, was by Universal Cartoon Studios. Um, and that ran for 23 episodes. It says here, two seasons, 95 to 96, um, on the WB television network. I don't know what it was selling on here. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much him just trying to, you know, keep his super suit safe from, you know, other people. There was Dan Castellan, I don't know how you say it. Um, uh, Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson, yeah. <laughs> um, he was Earthworm Jim in the series. Voice uh, okay. which is pretty cool um and yeah so there was that as well they did a whole bunch of toys and action figures as you can imagine there was a comic um and then i think this doug tenaple guy actually raised money through indiegogo to publish a new earthworm gym comic called launch the cow mm-hmm. it, it raised uh what does it say like over a hundred thousand his first 24 hours and nearly nine hundred thousand wow. over the course of the campaign um, which is you know quite a lot. So there's a big Earthworm Jim following up there, um, and then I don't think we ever had the toys and comics in the UK though. So I'm thinking it must be much bigger in the states than it was here. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and yeah, so there was also um, recently, apparently July this year, Megalopolis Toys announced a partnership with Interplay to release a line of six-inch action figures based on the game. So people are still talking about it. It's still somewhat relevant uh, to cool. this day. Um, so yeah, there's just a few little tidbits of information for you there. Nice. I wouldn't mind a Earthworm Jim action figure. I reckon that you get something pretty cool now. Yeah. Because a lot of, um, you know, a lot of action figures these days, um, they look pretty sweet. So I imagine... Really high spec. Yeah. So I imagine they'd be able to do something cool. Um, so Dan, I guess, like, um, do you want to take us through the game itself, having having played it yourself? <laughs> Yeah, um, I just thought one of the things that's interesting here on the front cover of the box is that it's got a big, loud and proud uh, 24 meg symbol. So I can't remember, but I think some of the launch titles for the Mega Drive were like, well, like 8 meg or something. I don't know. Um, and yeah, so like the, the actual, I mean, 24 meg, that means that the, the cartridge itself is 24 megabytes, mm. which is like what, the size of a... Like yeah. Yeah. three MP3s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could pack a whole game like this into that twenty-four megabytes. That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of like almost as much as like three times the size of some of the launch titles. So I think they really make good use of that in like the colors mm. and the animation and like this big big sprites in this game like mm. so like satisfying it's really fun to just play being earthworm jim yeah but it's also fun to kill some of those bad guys it's super vibrant super engaging and um i think yeah like part of it um so yeah because so yeah it's a platform thing but even stuff like you use like your worm you use yourself basically as like a whip to like whip things with to attack and also to like swing Maybe to the yeah. place. What I love is that when you go on a little hook, you'll see your eyes at the top as your body yeah. <laughs> like swings over. Um, and you've got your gun, which will shoot things. Generally, it makes a little like sound, a bit like a machine gun, which is weird because it's supposed to be some like retro space age laser or something. Yeah. And then you could do like big power, powerful shots or whatever, can't you? Like kind of. Yeah, if you get like a super gun, it's got, yeah, one shot will like kill anything. Right, right, right. Um, and yeah, so anyway, so I'm going into the gameplay bits of it, but just all that, just the fact it had so many like different elements to it yeah. as a game, um, 
Yeah, those little touches of detail that really bring it to life. Mm. Related to that, one of the other things, if you don't move and he gets bored, you know, like Sonic the Hedgehog will like tap his foot and like wag his finger at you. Mm. Earthworm Jim like blows his own head off with his gun. That's it. He like spin, he spins his, he tries to spin it like like an old, you know, Western gunslinger and it goes off in his face. Brilliant. (laughs) Really like old school Looney Tunes. That's so funny. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, should we just go through like level by level? Yeah, sure. So you start many, with really, new... There? Huh? There's not really that many, is there? From well... A few? Okay. So nine bit, levels. Each gets separated by like a Sonic 2 style like race, isn't it? Um, yeah. After each level. Yeah. So I remember thinking it was... It's not as long, <laughs> if you know what I mean, in terms of actual levels as what I thought it was because um, of these things that break it up each and every level but sorry yeah go ahead but yeah there's still nine um so it's quite a long game in in that respect yeah um new junk city so this is good fun and the absolute like very first thing you do that really sets the tone of this game is launch the cow Mm. do you remember that I do remember that. And that, what I didn't realise until I watched this walkthrough is it actually has a play on what happens at the end. No. Yeah. Okay, don't spoil that for I me. Sp- <laughs> do you want me to, as in, not spoil it at all or talk about it? Or keep, you know, keep hold of that oh, information until I enter this podcast. All right, keep hold of it till the end. We'll have to talk about it, I suppose, at some well, point. We don't have to. We don't have to. Don't I'm have actually going to carry on and try and finish this game. Okay, well, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. But um, so New Junk City, it's all like old tires, basically. It's a big junk pile. Um, but yeah, that's one of the first things you do is you walk along and there's a fridge just like dangling from a hook and there's a cow standing on a plank. And literally all you have to do is like whip the fridge and it falls down, flings the cow, and it just says like, cow launched, yeah. as if it's a like, really important event. <laughs> yeah, I always remember, and this is going to be something weird and I'm not going to get this granular about the whole thing, I always remember that the, to me, the fridge looked really good. It looked like a 3D model <laughs> of a cartoon fridge because everything yeah. else looks like animated and hand drawn or whatever. And I'm like, this is like a 3D model or something. Yeah, you're right. That was, but um, it's kind of rotating. Yeah. It's always, it always struck me as like weird. Like, a, yeah, just that fridge itself. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, interesting. Um, yeah, and I, this is quite an easy level, really. I think, you know, good gets you going gets you into the swing of the game um and then the mid kind of level boss is this weird like dustbin creature Mm. um that's fairly easy to beat once you know what you're doing um and you finish by bouncing along to the end of level boss who is uh chuck um, so I'm just going to read this from the cast of characters from the original game menu. Mm. Menu? Brooklyn. Original game manual. Yeah. manual. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so also this level is patrolled by these really annoying dogs. Yeah. Um, that, and they're called Fifi, apparently. So Chuck and Fifi. Fifi is no lovable poodle. Try a psychotic four-legged chainsaw with a rusty chain and you'll know what we mean. Fifi wants to keep strangers away from his master's junkyard. Chuck will throw up anything he can to keep you from surviving. You'll need to keep your wits in order to dethrone him. So Chuck is this it's really cool, this disgusting-looking like hick yeah. um, who appears on a like a like a rope. Yeah, and so he can move. Rota- yeah, some like he like moves left to right. See, like, kind of, uh, um, Unfair thing where they pick up the toys or whatever. It's almost like that. Kind of yeah, going left and right, left and right. And if you if you try and shoot him, he will start vomiting, and he starts he throws up like old dead fish, all kinds of junk. Um, so the way to defeat him is actually to whip these crates onto a spring, and they spring up and like smash into him. And once you hit him like four or five times, he's dead. But it's, uh, yeah, it's great. It's like that really, I just thought like the humour here, I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah, it's so like yeah. stupid and juvenile. It's also, you, you failed to mention that the, uh, the the midpoint boss with the junk yeah. thing is doing some like sexy stomp. 
Yeah. He's things supporting in you. Like it seems like hip thrust Elvis, like stuff. <laughs> it's really weird. They just tried to make it a bit like sexy. Um, I, really I wonder if it's because because he, he's made out of like bits of junk. I think he's just not very stable. So he's wobbling around. Oh, I see. It's like it, a sexy kind of... <laughs> it does look quite sexy. I don't know. I'd be interested in what other people think. Uh, <laughs> have listen, have a watch and get back to me. Um, um yeah, I should also say I've put here like you collect neutrons or something. Is that that's your life, isn't it? That's your health. Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, sorry. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about the font as well? I quite, I was, I remember liking it more then than I did now. Like as I look at it now, it just looks like, ugh, it's just too much of a mismatch for me. But I remember back then being like, it's all like cut up and weird, and it's worms and like letters, like a hostage thing or something, and it's trying to be a bit weird. What, the logo? The font, yeah. Well, because it happens when it says like cow launched and all that. You know what a font is? Oh, there. I don't, you don't mean the Earthworm Jim logo on the front? And, uh, no, but I can't. You mean the... Trying to I know what you mean now. It's used throughout yeah. for like this level. and um, Yeah, it's okay. I know what you mean. Mm. It, just, it does what it... So, it, looks, it looks a bit kind of like colourful and cartoony and wacky. It's supposed to be like a bit punky or something. I don't know, like any weird yeah. cartoony way. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Bit, bit like the Young Ones logo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, anything else on that? No. On New Junk City. So then, like you said, you get a level of Andy Asteroids. And we have Andy Asteroids between each level. And it's just a race through space against Psychro. Mm. So Psychro, let me read to you about Psychro. Mm. Jim was hunted by crows all his life, but never one with a gun. Psycho is determined to get that suit back for the queen at any cost. Because of his persistence and twisted crow mind, you'll never know when he's going to turn up. If you get his worm hook into you and pulls you out of his suit, of your suit, sorry, Jim is as good as bass bait. Keep your eyes open and stay on guard. Hmm. Well, I remember he was um, a bit of a big deal in the cartoon series. I think he was like the main idiot rival. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a great name, Psycho. It's cool, isn't it? Mm. I just realised, I should have read this bit as well. This is the real intro to the story here. The worm has turned into a superhero. <laughs> a small renegade ship escapes from the evil queen with a stolen ultra-high-tech, indestructible, super-space cyber-suit on board. During a frantic battle with Psycho, the renegade and ship are blown to smithereens and the suit falls to a strange planet called Earth. Jim is struck by the falling suit and by sheer luck rests safely in the suit's neck. Suddenly, the ultra-high-tech space particles of the suit set off a radical light-speed evolution and we witness the birth of Earthworm Jim. Okay. Cool. That makes more sense. (laughs) So that's how he came to be in the suit itself. Mm. These little, Um, like, um, anti-asteroids things, yeah, they're just a complete rip-off of the Sonic 2, like, special stages or whatever, isn't it? It's just actually moving left to right and collecting, like, blue orbs for the most part. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I forgot they were like at the end of each thingy. So when I was watching this, I was just like, fucking hell, this must have got boring really quickly to have to keep doing this between each fucking level. Um, They're quite easy as well, but they do get harder. Mm. Um, and if you lose, um, then basically Psycho beats you to the next planet and you have to fight him before you can start the next level. Right. Oh, that's interesting. That's a nice yeah. Mechanic. Um. Which, again, if you do it earlier in the game, he's quite easy to beat, but he gets increasingly harder, I think, to beat. Right. Um, yeah. But it is quite fun. It's worth losing once just to have the fun of, like, fighting against him. Yeah. So then you get to the second level, which is, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I used to love this one when I was a kid. Yeah. This is my favourite. Like, just the music's really cool. Dum... Dun, 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 dun. And then it's like a dun, 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 and then a scratch, and then just goes into this like horrible elevator music. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> like eighty style action music, big drums, 
uh, like kind of big classical kind of thing almost happening. And then, yeah, it's weird elevator music. Such a weird style of situation. But again, it's kind of like going up, playing up against the drama of like the hell stages or whatever in video games before this. That's it. They've peppered it. Like this is planet hell, basically. Mm. And they're like, in hell, the music is the shit that you hear in shopping centres and elevators. (laughs) Yeah, this Um, is the real hell. And I love there's a guy, I can't remember what he's meant to be, but he looks like a like a bank manager or a insurance salesman or something. Yeah, where's this? On that level, let me read uh, what they say about it. Welcome to Planet Heck. As evil the cat dances, mm. you wander through the devilishly tricky maze. Step quickly, it can get a little too hot for Jim, even in his indestructible suit. For an uplifting experience, take a jog on a gem, but don't let Jim get a hot foot. There'll be a hot time in the old town tonight for sure. Um, yeah, there's these guys walking around in grey suits. And they're, um, if you try and shoot them, they put their briefcase up. Brilliant. So you have to whip them so that they throw it in the air and then shoot them. But yeah, it's this idea that like hell, I mean, it's all like fire and there's this horrible like black demon thing that chases you around. But they've also put in like these little just like, Horrible bureaucratic men. <laughs> Trying to be like anti-establishment. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this, um, is like, this is so cool, this level. I like the way there's the like odd screams. You see him in the background, the cat thing. <laughs> and then there's yeah. these odd screams um, kind of going on. Uh, yeah. It's cool. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really like the end of level boss here. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Evil the Cat. Um, born with no heart, the ruler of heck lives to torture others. Filling heck with corporate lawyers and dreaded elevator music, Evil has seen to it that Jim doesn't stand a snowball's chance. Evil's snowmen are a good example of how twisted this cat really is. If you thought heck was bad before, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) Yeah, there's a snowman. snowman, Like uh, mid-level boss fight or whatever. Yeah. In hell, (laughs) which is just fucking weird and stupid as well. But... um, yeah, I quite like in this uh, boss fight the fact that you're like a worm now. Like you're immediately vulnerable. But the whole time your suit is in like the corner, like posing, <laughs> like, like throwing like a thumbs up or whatever whilst you're trying to like survive as a, as a fucking worm. It's great, isn't it? When you suddenly like, literally all I can do is, is hop. Yeah, just hop up and down. That's it, <laughs> over these fucking things. Um, but yeah, it's good. I, I like the way that when it comes, when you get your suit back and you're kind of shooting him as he appears in the shadows the way it's like they've given him nine lives and it's got like the yep. number on it um i think yep. it's just a nice touch just loads of these just like really nice little um touches that you know just add to the kind of overall tone yeah. and style of the whole thing i'll say a little smart witty things like that mm. um and he's not too hard to kill evil cat mm. that's uh it is good fun that part yeah so then more Andy asteroids and then you're on to level three down the tubes where I used to get stuck. Yeah. Um, Bob the goldfish knows that EWJ's super suit couldn't make him ruler of the world. Maybe even the universe. Controlling the drone cat minions in his underwater lair, Bob will use his servants to find you wherever you hide, high or low. Don't let the size of Bob's kitten guards fool you. They're just as powerful as the cats. Hamsters galore. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Remember this level? I remember um, yeah, when I was watching through, being really fucking annoyed by those stupid, pissy little jets in your massive, like, bubble thing which would get cracks in if you like bounced off too much stuff um and i remember it was uh yeah infuriating and you had to get those little like air pumps like just right yeah Um, and you couldn't go back right like once you fill them up with air they're they're gone aren't they they disappear yeah they usually explode yeah you can't just go back and get some no yeah i mean any underwater level He's always the worst one. That's the same as Sonic <laughs> as well. They're always the worst ones. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. Always stressful because you're like, I'm going to drown, I'm going to drown. Yeah, exactly. Drown. It's just more easier to die or whatever, generally. Uh, yeah, so you do have difficulty with this as well, right? Yeah, so I think it's the late, the, the last one of these where you go in the um, little yeah, underwater jet boat thing. You You get your air for 90 seconds mm. and then you have to go through and um i actually you know now with the power of the internet i looked up how you do it and it was like you just have to do it you just have to do it with skill oh my god <laughs> and i was like i can't believe i tried it like 12 times it? in a row and i was like i'm not getting any better at this um and it used to be honestly it was heartbreaking because i i did i'd play the game through and i'd be like all right i've got like six lives I'm definitely going to do it this time. Mm. And then you just watch those lives slip through your hands. And at, at least this time, because I was playing it on the Mega Drive Mini, I was able to you know, save that as a save point. Mm. Just keep restarting, restarting every time. Yeah. Um, and eventually I was like, I'm just going to experiment with loads of stuff. But when you're like playing it and you can't save it, you don't want to experiment. But I read someone going like, oh, there's a secret um, fill up point. Hmm. So that's how I finally did it, right? Halfway through, you just have to like take a leap of faith and go straight through a wall. Right. And there's one there's a secret uh air supply. Oh fuck. Okay. Um so I wish I'd known that when I was a kid. But um other than that, there's some really other like cool little things in here. There's these um yeah, there's these like giant cats that are, like really hench. Um and if they if they get you they just like beat the shit out of you. You can't kill them. You just have to avoid them. Right. Um, and there's these smaller cats that were alluded to just then, where if you try and walk past them, they just grab you and they go like swing you, bash, 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 and then chuck you. And the only way to get past them is to free the hamster. Right. And that's one of the like most iconic things in the game for me is this like hamster. And when you jump on it, it just starts like rushing away. And Earthworm Jim goes, whoa, Nelly. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Whoa, Nelly. And they play this, like, rodeo music. Yeah, that's good fun. The um, the characters, let me read to you. It's Bob number four. Mm. Um, Bob is a goldfish with plans. Plans to seal Jim's powerful suit so he can rule the universe. Of course. You can't harm Earthworm Jim directly. But that's what the drone cat number four is for. This brute packs a mean punch. Whatever Bob wants, number four gets. And Bob wants that suit. So it's great because, yeah, Bob's just a goldfish. And when you get to the end of this level, he's the boss. Yeah. And he's literally just a goldfish in a bowl. And all you have to do is whip it. <laughs> and it just falls and <laughs> crashes on the ground. And that's it. That's great. That's uh, really good. That is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. And then you're off on your rocket. Yeah. And the asteroids again. Yeah. Uh, and then it's snot a problem. Yeah, it's um, a big, droopy booger, right? Yeah. Maybe. Major mucus. Um, 
Bungee jumping is scary enough without Major Mucus trying to bash you into the walls, but that's exactly his plan. As your bungee cord gets thinner and thinner, your life hangs on a few measly threads. But that's not all. Mucus Flembrain is waiting for you to get too close to the pool of snot or fall in. He's waiting for lunch. <laughs> so yeah, you're bungee jumping against this guy and at the bottom there's this horrible monster. And if you hang around in the wrong part, he just like chomps, bites you in half. Right. I don't remember this being particularly difficult. Was it? The only problem is there's like three rounds of it. So the first and right. second rounds are quite easy, but the third one, like he becomes more resilient, right. major mucus. You really have to hit him quite a lot of times. Okay. And you, it's not that you hit him, you have to hit him onto the side. Mm. So that becomes quite tough. Okay. Um, I think this guy like popped up in the cartoon, I seem to remember, Major Mucus. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, not much to this level. I think it's a shame, actually, because this would have been a cool level to have as a proper one that you can, you know, go around and do proper platforming on. Yeah. A planet of snot. snot. I mean... Yeah, baggies everywhere. Sounds cool. Me of, um, do you remember that game Boogerman? Yeah, I don't remember playing it. Oh, I definitely had it. Did you? Yeah. Was it any good? Um, I remember thinking it was, but it was pure, like, <laughs> you know, juvenile humor. Everything was like poo, piss, and snot, and whatever. Um, but it's fine. It's just a platformer. Quite, quite like this, but not as. Um, it had like one joke, and that was you kill people with your. Basically. <laughs> apart from that, it's a pretty it good joke. Yeah, exactly. Apart from that, you got I think it got pretty tiring pretty quick. It's an actual game. But um yeah, sorry. After that, you're on to level five. Yeah. It, so again, that in itself, after they've had these really colourful titles for all the levels, it's just level five. Oh right. Don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> again, it's just like subverting self-referential poking fun yeah that's good that's uh, nice, let me re- a lot of people would do that just wasn't happening as much i can't remember anything that was doing this back then either let alone a mainstream essentially a mainstream game it puts a lot of faith in the audience as well yeah. that you're going to get it get the humor um level five the professor would love to have earthworm jim on the dissection table but that darn super suit keeps him safe the professor wants that suit back. After all, he designed it for the queen. Of course, he could make another if only that darn monkey hadn't eaten the blueprints. That's another can of worms entirely. You'd better keep an eye out for the professor's creepy science experiments. They're everywhere. Careful when the lights go out. Remember when you were afraid of the dark? Relive the horror if you can find it and find your way out. So I vaguely remember this level was when you are separated from your suit quite a bit right yeah on an elevator just kind of standing there and you have to keep hopping back into it yeah that's a a significant portion of this level yeah right um the professor i should say his uh character profile here yeah professor monkey for a head (laughs) (laughs) you'd be pretty mad too if you had a monkey sharing your head (laughs) or is the professor sharing the monkey's head whatever you do don't call him professor monkey professor for a head or he'll get really steamed <laughs> this guy is totally bananas and he's willing to destroy jim to prove it so yeah like <laughs> so they funny. share they share eyes i don't i have to take a the design this. of this character is really cool it's like the professor and his eyes his head then is like an upside down monkey oh i do remember this yeah he was in the um cartoon as well yeah, it's hor- horrible, isn't it? Yeah, they share the same eyes. <laughs> That's so fucking nasty. He's quite annoying as well. He comes along towards the end of the uh, level and just starts like chucking, um, like bananas. No, like um, lab equipment at you. Okay. I'm with, um, I'm with the classic bananas would have been good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, I remember this now. He's not the end of level boss though. The End of level boss is um, this really annoying robot chicken. Mm. And I spent ages trying to kill this thing. 
um, like jumping over it, shooting it, jumping over it, avoiding it. It lays these bomb eggs. Um, and eventually I, I, I watched a thing on YouTube and basically it's really easy. As long as you get in there really quick and do the right thing. Right. You can... But then once you kill him, suddenly you find yourself, you're still battling him. Oh, uh, yeah. I you're in this like thing where you're free falling and you just have to like keep shooting at him and he's throwing all these bombs at you. I, I definitely lost a life trying to do that. Yeah, I remember this, yeah. Um, but yeah, once you've killed the robot chicken, you on to, for Pete's sake. Mm-hmm. Which is um, another hell level, is it? It looks like hell. Um, Let me read it to you. Walking the dog was never like this. If you let little Peter fall, watch out. His temper gets the best of him and he mutates into a ravenous hulking giant. If the meteor showers don't rain on your parade and the flying saucers don't blow you away, then maybe, just maybe, you'll make it through okay. Oh, did I forget to mention that the unipus, like an octopus but with one arm, tentacles can kill you? weird idea yeah this is a really so this is where i am at the moment i'm finding it really difficult um but it's a really unique idea basically you have to make sure that this character the uh puppy peter gets through this level unharmed yeah and if you don't protect him as soon as he gets hurt he like he's just skipping along like a little like something from la, Care Bears la, la, or something. Yeah. <laughs> and when he gets hurt, he just goes like boom, 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 and he mutates into this horrible, great big purple hulking thing like Tasmanian Devil. And he'll just go straight for Jim, rip him up, and take him like a, a bit further back into the level. Yeah. So it's a real nightmare because you're trying to look after yourself and you're trying to look after this uh, puppy yeah, character because you whip him to make him jump, right? Yeah. So you kind of get through it. But sometimes like you whip him and then only at that point do you see the oncoming danger. Yeah. So there's quite a lot of like, it's quite difficult like timing wise some of this. Yeah. Um, and obviously having, oh, sorry, yeah. You, you need to play through the level I think a few times to anticipate what's coming up. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I hate about those kind of old games that they, when they rely on memory. Um, yeah. I mean, just taking a pause for a sec. It's interesting how this this game has a lot of varied gameplay. So you've got like an escort mission, you had a free falling bit, you had a bit of there's a puzzle element to it. You've obviously got the platform yeah. stuff, you've got the racing stuff, you've got that like water jet bit. Um, so yeah, just you know, it's impressive the amount of stuff and different gameplay elements they've kind of shoved in to keep it you know a fresh experience and keep you engaged throughout the entire game yeah each level does feel really different um and his characters as well i remember reading about peter puppy in the in the manual Mm. and being really disappointed that i couldn't get through to this level and professor monkey for a head (laughs) so it's really cool just seeing them yeah yeah Um, cool characters yeah so after for pete's sake Apparently, we get intestinal distress. How's <laughs> that for a level now? Horrible. Uh, disgusting, gross, bad guys, like you were expecting less. Flying fish, spitting, biting fish, and a boss that will put a major squeeze on you. Now, would you like to see what you just had for lunch? I don't remember this at all. Oh, that's a shame, because I haven't played it. What's it, um, what's it called? Intestinal... Distress. This is top, um, top fucking podcasting here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about uh, the character Doc Duodenum. Tired of life as an alien's internal organ, Doc Duodenum took off on his own. The Doc would like to have Earthworm Jim over for lunch. Or was it over as lunch? Hmm. Jim needs to escape soon or he'll make his final exit as an entree for Doc. Other than the deadly bile that oozes from his body, Doc is actually a tidy person, although not the sort you'd bring home to meet your parents. So, he looks disgusting. So there's this. So basically, you're like going through a colon <laughs> and stuff. Um, it's exactly that. And there's like some kind of like jumping 
yellow <laughs> organ or something that's kind of spitting stomach acid or whatever at you. Maybe it is your That stomach. must be Doc Duodenum. Um, yeah, he looks like a sack man or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite funny. But yeah, he just jumps up and down basically and he's trying to jump on top of you. You just, yeah, you just shoot him. Basically, it's not, it doesn't look that complicated. Um, but yeah, what a weird level because it looks quite spacey. It looks like it's um, like rock or whatever, but it's not. It's disgusting mucus, bodily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. And if you get through there, uh, naturally, you progress to Buttville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is where um, I kept dying. I couldn't get past this one, which is the last yeah. level, right? It is, yeah. So I honestly don't know how someone can get through this level. I would always die at this beginning bit. And when, like, I'm just looking back at it now, um, and you kind of, you're falling down using your helicopter head, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah, we haven't mentioned that. Yeah. If you jump and then, like, hit the button... His uh, worm head will just like spin like a rotor blade, and yeah. you can you can hover down. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, and yeah, Buttville is. I'm not sure where this is supposed to be, but yeah, there's like everything's really like pointy. Um, and it's like Shall I read to you? Background. Yeah, go on. Let me tell you what they say. It is. It's dark. There's lightning in the distance, mm. and you've got to keep your head in order to stay alive. You're now facing the queen and her minions head-to-head, so use yours. The queen is using her control over all the insects in order to stop you. Everywhere you turn, one of her followers is going to be there. You may think it's hopeless, but it's not. Try to control your every move here. Any mistakes will probably be your last. Yeah, I mean, this is such a difficult level. Um... And I think like when it says using your head, it's because you whip around a lot. There's a lot of hooks that you've got to whip across. Um, oh, no, because that's quite tricky, isn't it? Yeah, really um, tricky. When you have to, yeah, whip a hook, um, and then sometimes you have to swing and immediately whip another hook, some of those bits like take me a few goes to <laughs> kind of get past. So if there's loads of that in that final level, that's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, it's quite a few. But yeah, I didn't I didn't get halfway through this level, I don't think, ever. Um, but it's pretty tough. It's pretty hard just because it's like you can't touch anything because there's just Jesus. spikes everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, pretty tough. And then, yeah, and you've got like the queen. Um, the queen at the end. And that's the end. Let me um, mention these. These are the last two characters. So as well as the Queen, there's Princess Watson. Yeah. And she's really, like, beautiful, gorgeous. Yes, very Twin sister of... Huh? Very voluptuous. Yeah, very curvy. I'm looking at the illustration of her here. Damn. Where's that hand going? Let me see her hands. Twin sister of the queen, she got the good end of the genetic pool. A truly bodacious babe of the highest magnitude. (laughs) So nice. When asked about her favourite activities, she sweetly replied, Save the space whales. I'm a Libra. Will you buy me a spaceship? Oh, she's so ditzy. Just like those (laughs) Miss USA models or whatever. Agent queens. her twin sister is the evil queen pulsating, bloating, festering, sweaty, pus-filled, malformed slug for a butt. <laughs> that's, a nickname, <laughs> that's a nickname. That's the full name. Um, really disgusting. Looks like a great big fat grub. Um, like so revolting. Mm. T- two tiny little wings. Oh, really sickening. Um Adjectives escape us as we try to encapsulate the utter putridity of her being. Let's put it this way. She's big, she's bad, and she's in the mood for earthworm burgers. She has a face not even a mother could love and a body to match. She's Jim's ultimate nightmare. How can she be defeated? Is it possible? You know she has a twin sister, don't you? So I don't know if that's a clue to like 
completing the game. Um, there's hints and tips here as well, Sam. Go on. Um, defeating the queen involves stopping her from laying eggs. Now, how can you do that? Don't you wish you'd stayed awake during health education? <laughs> Interesting. I don't know what that could be. Even having watched the video, I'm still not 100% sure what they're trying to get at. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Any other tips? Making cookies with butter-flavoured shortening rather than butter or margarine keeps them from flattening out too much during baking. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's just another example of the irreverent humour. It's nice. They put some. They put tip. a cooking tip in the hints <laughs> and tips. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, cool. Any anything else in the manual that's worth? No, that's that's it. But I mean, um, again, it just it doesn't read like a normal manual, you know. Mm. So, uh, you know, if you really love this game, then you should get um, get hold of an original cart with one of these manuals because you know it does add to the experience. I think yeah. having these little character backstories and things, and uh, yeah, I might be uh, looking to sell mine anyway. So I'll keep an eye out. Get in touch. Um, so yeah, for people that don't know at the end, I won't give it away too much um, for Dan's, Dan's sake, um, but there's just a little like cartoony kind of humorous uh, thing at the end and it's worth watching the credits till the very end for some you know, little bit of extra funniness. Um, but again, keeping it irreverent and uh, you know, this is quite, um, it's the whole tone of the game is, it carries it on to the very, very end. Um so, yeah, should we go into Nerd Corner, Dan? Hooray! It's my favourite place to go. Let's go. Dan, Nerd Corner. So, did you know that there was a special version of the game called The Great Earthworm Gym Race that was broadcast no. in 1995 for the Sega channel? What? The game featured an increase in difficulty level and a secret room which, when reached by the first 200 players, would display a password and a toll-free telephone number. Those that called the number were awarded special prizes such as a book and action figures as part of Jim's shortly-lived toy line from Playmates Toys. Shortly afterwards, the same development team started work on the sequel. That sounds amazing. That's so cool. How weird is that? What's the Sega channel? Sega. don't know. Who knows? It would have been some oh. weird American cable channel, I suppose. Um, that's all I've got on that. I've not seen it or anything like that. <laughs> just, just that it was quite weird that there's an actual, you know, separate special version of the game that's yeah. actually still out there. Um, do you remember anything Amazing. about Earthworm Jim 2? That was really, just keep in mind, like the year or whatever after... It was only one year after. Yeah, no, wow. end of 95, beginning of 96. Um, yeah, I don't remember it at all. Because so when did the PlayStation launch? 96? Yes, I think this was for yeah. the PlayStation as well. Pretty sure. Oh. Could, I'm pretty sure you could get it for the PlayStation. I might be mistaken. Um, like the original PlayStation. But, I thought it was just a Smegma um, Drive game. No, I don't know. Maybe if it released on both, I'm not sure. But... Um, it was, it's weird because the colours aren't as vibrant. They've made him like, he looks a bit like, his dimensions are weird. Like where this is quite like almost cutesy cartoony, whereas this they've made him like, his like worm head seems a bit thinner and he's and he's just looks a bit like taller and like, instead of looking like stupid muscle, like thick, he looks a bit like yeah. stretched out. It's really weird. Um, Huh. Yeah, the colours just look a bit damp and it looks a bit like, you know, it just looks a bit like cheap. Um, and it's funny. So did you have this game? I'm pretty sure I did, but I'm just, um, when I was looking back at it, I'm just like thinking, I don't know, I don't know if I did, but it's, um, the animation itself is like smoother, let's say, and some of the um, set pieces they've, they've thought about um, a bit more, but it's just generally like, I don't know. It just doesn't really feel the same. I kind of think there's something about the first Earthworm Jim that um, they just couldn't really replicate properly again without being a parody of themselves, I guess. 
Um, I'm just looking at the uh, reviews and reception on Wikipedia. Um, and it does look like it was quite poorly received. Um, we've got 3 out of 10 here. GameSpot gave it 2 out of 10. IGN, 4 out of 10. It was only Sega Saturn magazine gave it... Uh, they gave it 94% for the Mega Drive version and 72% for the Saturn version. But it seems like it was pretty bad. Yeah, I just don't get... Okay. Like, you know, whatever. That's what happens when you do well and then you're kind of given like a year to release another one. Bear in mind, you've got to make it. and uh... Yeah, <laughs> and at that time when things were changing a lot, I mean, one of these says like a great game a year ago. You know, like at the time it came out, I suppose other things were like developing and especially PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation's yeah. coming out. Like PlayStation's all like uh, fucking 3D models and you're still playing a 2D platform yeah. game as well. Anyway, it's, you know. Um, okay, Dan, should we give you final final reviews? Okay. Let's do it. You go ahead. What, what's your final final review? Your final thought? Um, just really like anarchic, great fun, brilliant. Like you said, cartoon come to life, um, and so of the time. Um, just really appealing, enduring, funny game with loads of variations to the gameplay. Um, just a little bit too hard in places. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I feel exactly the same. I think there's an element where um, the game feels a little bit ropey in terms of layout. Um, so, like, you know, where, you, where you're supposed to go, like, vertically or horizontally or something, it's never quite clear. And where you've got some of those, some of those um, you know, scenes, like, overlaid, laid over each other, sorry. Um yeah. And all this, uh, don't know, sometimes it just felt a little bit messy and not in a good way. Um, but generally speaking, I, I still think it's great. I think it's a great looking game. I think it's something cool and a bit different, um, especially for that time. And the fact that it still has such a following to this day is kind of you know, indicative of uh, the kind of impression yeah. they made back then. Um, but Dan, there are some people who think this might not be a good game. So let's go on to our reviews. I hate it. The problem is, Dan, is those people have remained very silent. <laughs> oh. I was only able, I was only able to find one review that was um, uh, that gave it five out of five, <laughs> and said, "Earthworm Jim is crazy as hell." This is Gavin, by the way, uh, with a warped sense of humour. The gameplay's good, the controls are tight, but the levels are a bit too difficult for me. Worth the part of any collection, though. If you want a game as weird as this but easier, I suggest the sequel. I personally prefer it over this one. Still a great game, though. And that is the only interesting review I could find. <laughs> wow. Which wasn't that much out there. It's a bit of a Maybe I can, I can stagger you with an interesting worm fact. Go. Um, earthworm Quim doesn't exist. Quick, buy up earthwormquim.com now. Uh, <laughs> it don't exist, does it? Because um, worms don't have fannies because they uh, reproduce asexually. They do, yeah. So, and I, I'm guessing would uh, never... Doug, whatever his name is, would probably be against that <laughs> yeah. as well. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um Cool. Well, that's it for this week. Um, Dan, anything you want to put in? I'm quite keen to finish this game and have a crack at Earthworm Jim 2. Mm. I'm curious now as to what goes on in this second game. I'm actually going to look to get a load of games and uh, mod my Mega Drive Mini. It's illegal. Don't tell me about that. You're only joking. Not mod it. I mean... um, think I'd uh, paint it yeah that's what I meant modify it aesthetically modify it um, but flames up the side yeah, yeah exactly uh, okay um, 
Well, yeah, I think, you know, Earthworm Jim um, was a very odd, uh, it's a classic oddity and one <laughs> that was very mainstream at the same time. Did really, really well, I believe. Actually, I should have got some stats in it, but I didn't. Never mind. Um, <laughs> had a cultural <laughs> impact of some sort, impacted us. Uh, anyway, that's the end of that. And next week we are going to be, we're not doing the randomizer. Dan is going to be taking us through his top 10 albums of 2020. And the week after that, I'll be doing my top albums of 2020. So look out for that and uh, get ready to listen to some funky tunes. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing top albums of 1971, Sam. But if we were. No, it's uh, prepare to have your ears blown off as Dan blows me off in... Next week's episode <laughs> of podcast. Um, yeah, goodbye, everybody. Till next time. Ah, goodbye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music, and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 